Hey Squatchers, wanted to let you know we have some new Wisecrack merch that's coming out today, and it's stickers. We made stickers for all of our podcasts, so check the link in the description, check them out, get them. You can put them on your water bottle, your laptop, your face, your dog, a statue, whatever you want, just use them. Um, and we also have more merch coming out soon. We have some new shirts we're working on. I think you will all like those, so keep an eye out. And just as a reminder, um, we have the final episode of Rick and Morty coming up, which means we have the final episode of The Squanch, which will be live-streamed on Tuesday, September 7th, in the evening Pacific time on the Wisecrack YouTube channel. So make sure you're subscribed with your alerts on so you know when we go live. The podcast will be out the next day. See you then. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to The Squanch. This is Wisecrack's official Rick and Morty podcast. Um, I'm Michael Burns, as always, joined by my friend and yours, Ryan Haley. Ryan, how are you? Wubba lubba howdy howdy, everybody. Sorry I missed you last week, but I'm glad to be back today talking to Max. I know. And who, whoa, we didn't even introduce him yet. Spoiler oh, alert. Oh, shoot. Sorry. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Dang it. No, Screwed this up it. already. Um, but we're also joined today. Um, if you were around last week, you know that we... Had a special guest, Kari Walgren, who is a voice actor on Rick and Morty. We got a really, really fun poll this time around. We have Max Pawson, who is a character designer, who, of course, works uh, has worked on Rick and Morty, designed characters on season two and three, lead characters designer on season three, currently at WB working on Harley Quinn, a very awesome. good animated series. One of my personal favorite entries in the DCEU, so very excited about that. Um, and also runs his own thing, Bam Animation, has a YouTube channel. We'll talk about this later. But before we say anything else, Max, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks. Thank you guys so much. I, I've been a huge fan of your channel forever, so this is this is just Aww. awesome for me. <laughs> awesome. Wow. That's not, no one's ever this nice to yeah. us, so <laughs> this is kind of disconcerting. This is new. Nor, normally people are like, after the end, they're like, what is it? What is this for Vox? And we're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm plugged in, baby. And let me just give a big fat disclaimer up, up front. Um, I am a Ronin samurai. I am a character designer who works on lots of productions, so I technically do not represent the views of Rick and Morty, Green Portal Productions, Adult Swim, and Warner Media. Uh, the the uh, nature of working in TV is you work seasonally, so you work on something here, you work on something there for six months, and it's fast-paced, so I'm, I'm happy to come on here and talk about my experiences on Rick and Morty um, and just my experiences as a character designer in general. So ask away. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, let's start with this. Um, I think, you know, uh, we probably all know a little bit about animation, but not a ton. I'm not an animator. Um, Ryan, are you secretly an animator? Yeah, kind of. But I thought no. so. Yeah. I mean, I, anim I do. I animate and Photoshop and After Effects every day of my life for what I'm yeah. doing. But it's, it's very lo-fi compared to, I assume, you know, uh, the stuff Max over here is doing. Well, I'm going to ask this question as a dummy then, Max. What does it mean to be a character designer? Um, you know, I think often I think of like animator as this, this big umbrella concept, but can you tell us a little bit, just talk to me like I'm a dummy cause I am, what does it mean to, to do character design work? Yes. So a character designer is going to create the actors. Uh, we do a number of jobs. We create the, the way they look, we create what they wear 
and we do special poses like if somebody's body gets cut open or if there's a weird angle or something like that so character designers are going to draw based on the script that the showrunners have already written so in an ideal situation as a character designer i would get the script for the episode and what's called a radio play which is something which just like what it sounds like a 1940s radio play where all the voice actors have done all the voice acting they've read the script all the way through there's sound effects there's music and everything and i can listen to that and try to draw what the characters look like based on that and then because it's a production um i'm going to be making stuff that we need to basically make puppets out of uh, because it's it's a little bit more modern than the old school Disney times. So now we use a program called Toon Boon Harmony for Rick and Morty, um, but many different programs are used nowadays. Um, but that is something where you would create a rig and you've got a library of facial expressions, hands, you can move their joints around. Um, so in order to do that, as a character designer, I have to, once the character is approved, draw it from every angle. And that's called a turnaround. Um, so yes, being a character designer is designing characters based on the radio play and then cre- prepping these designs to be animated. Sounds so hard. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's very difficult. And so, so so, you are actually physically, like let's say Morty, for instance, you would draw Morty from every angle. And I, I guess, uh, you know, a lot of people's initial question would be, how does it stay co- so consistent? You know, it seems like it's from one uh, mind or one person's hand, but really that's not possible. I assume a ton of people are working on all these characters. How does, how does that process work on a big show like this? Yeah, so... There's lots of different character designers, and, and oftentimes when I hear young people, they say, I want to get my own style. I want, I want to learn what my style is. Like, what's my style? But actually, the character designers that work in television a lot are good chameleons. They're able to sort of see a style and be able to replicate it perfectly and then even play within that style. Um, so... I mean, there are, there are rules that we have to follow. There, there is like a Bible um, for any show that you work on. Um, like, okay, eyes are drawn this way. Um, if, you, if this is a little bit too pushed, so we want to rein it in. Um, a show like Rick and Morty is what's called primetime animation, which falls in the category of Family Guy, The Simpsons, Bob's Burgers. The style itself is a little bit more grounded. It's, it's the proportions are tight. They're not stretching and squashing the way that like the Looney Tunes might. Um, it's very tight and precise. So it's a certain type of drawing that you have to do that's uh, not that expressive, but, but very, very um, appealing to look at at the end of the day. Nice. Um, well, I wanted to back up just for a second. Um, how did you end up doing this? I'm curious about like, your journey in terms of you know, what you were doing that led to the place where now you are designing characters all over this gosh darn town. So. If you would, if you would so indulge us by basically live writing your own Wikipedia page in front of us right now, uh, um, I can't wait for my own Wikipedia page. Somebody, Wikipedia, so, if you're watching, this. hit me up. Yeah, yeah, I'm setting you up, um, everyone. So starting right now, just transcribe everything Max says and get to work on his Wikipedia page. Um, well, I I'm from San Francisco initially. If you can see this hippie crap behind me, I am a, I am born of the hippies. Um, I'm born from that generation, and uh, I came out here in 2008 to go to Art Center College of Design in Pasadena. Now, college 
I have mixed feelings about, but what it did was I bought some connections to the industry. The school is in LA. So when I, when I went to the school, you know, there wasn't necessarily people who were uh, like going to give me jobs immediately, but my peers were all successful. So they were able to get me into things. So for a number of years, I was working at, in video games at a company called oh, Disney cool. Interactive, um, which is gone now. Disney Interactive is gone. But I did work there for a while. Um, and it was right when they had just bought Marvel and Star Wars. And I, I, I was trying to like come up with like game ideas and, and, just, and, and just work kind of in an internship capacity uh, with, with game designers at, at Disney Interactive. And then after that, I was able to work at Titmouse, which is a production studio that does a lot of adult swim shows, um, which is an awesome studio. They do Midnight Gospel and lots of other cool stuff. Uh, they're famous for Metalocalypse. Um, I probably and, saw you at the Smash Party once. Yes, probably. <laughs> um, and uh, my friend was working on an animated community episode called G.I. Jeff. Um, which was being done at Starburns Industries, which is a company that um, did Rick and Morty for the first two seasons. And it's a production house. Um, so I went in there to visit my buddy for lunch one day, and I had my portfolio, and I went over to where the art director was sitting, and I was like, oh, my God, oops, I dropped this <laughs> all over the floor. What am I going to do about this? Um, and I was able to make friends with the art director, sort of. It was a ballsy move. I would not recommend anyone doing that. Um, but luckily, the show was kind of unheard of. You know, at, at, it was airing. The first season was airing at that time. So I was able to slide in like Indiana Jones, grab my hat right before it just like took off. Um, so um, that got me into character design. And once you have like a good show under your belt, like Rick and Morty, you know, you, you're able to get more jobs in the industry. Like people are like, oh, you did that? Well, I guess you can do other things, which I could do all along. But Rick and Morty really helped. Oh, that's amazing. And so I, uh, I was going to ask if you were a fan of the show before you started working on it. But like you just said, it had just started airing at that point. So um Hopefully this is okay to ask. I mean, in working on it, did you have you become like a fan of the show? Is it a show you you liked working on? Um, maybe I'm setting you up to to say something problematic, so I'm so sorry for that right off the bat. Um, but yeah, what's what's your relationship to the show in general? Like as as both a character designer and just like a dude that watches stuff. Yes, absolutely. I love Rick and Morty. It is so good. When it was airing, it was when they were airing the pilot on Instagram. I don't know if you guys remember that, but that's the first time I ever saw the show was when they aired 15 second all, all over the Adult Swim. I mean, Adult Swim is brilliant. They do so many things, but they all over the Adult Swim Instagram, they uploaded 15 second clips of Rick and Morty um, of the whole pilot. So I was watching Rick and Morty 15 seconds at a time. Like, I must watch what happens next. Um, <laughs> um, and yeah, it, it's it's amazing. I've always loved science fiction, uh, as many people have, and uh, I was a huge fan of Futurama. Um, so, I mean, a fan who watches TV can clearly see that a show like Bob's Burgers and a show like Rick and Morty is going to be extremely different to work on. Um, Bob's Burgers is a family in a small town, you know, with a little restaurant, and that's kind of about it. But Rick and Morty, you're hopping to a different dimension. You're hopping to a different solar system. There's a new race of aliens that have been living there for a thousand years, and then Rick kills all of them and hops to the next dimension five seconds later. So it is really, really, really fun to work on as much as it is a lot of work to work on. Um, but 
it, the with any animation production, um, I kind of liken it to childbirth, something I've never experienced myself. But it it is you go through the labor pains, and at the end, you have a beautiful baby to look at. And Rick and Morty certainly is that. Um, I can definitely say one of my favorite episodes to work on was the Parasite episode in season two. Oh, hell yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and the, the the process of uh, how close are you working to, you know, Royal, Justin Royal and Dan Harmon? Like, are, do, you, do you interact with them that often or is that more like a, you know, they, they kind of give you the at the beginning of the season, like, all right, here's a go and then go off. Or, or is that like a close collaboration? Um, well, on any production, the showrunner it varies how much they would would be involved um mm-hmm. but i mean i i think that the brilliance of justin Roiland, and i've worked with him on many projects is that he really trusts the people who work for him and he just wants to get excited like almost like childlike excitement for like the stuff that he's working on and like that enthusiasm trickles down to mm. like everyone so, you know, he'll be like, oh, my God, this episode, it's so funny. I have this this idea. It's going to be this way. And I'm just going to ping pong back and forth uh, to get notes um, to him. So he's more in the art director capacity, um, whereas I believe that Dan is more in the writing capacity. So, Got yeah. it. Me and Jared, actually, uh, 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 the guy who started Wisecrack, you know, we, we, we had a teacher uh, in college, James Fino. I think he had something to do with yeah. Starburns. And his yeah, team. I know him. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I figured. Yeah, anyway. Um, Good guy. Yeah, really, uh, really fun teacher. Anyway, Mike, what's your next question? Oh, my next question is um, when we consider the Iran-Contra affair. No, um, so something, <laughs> because we like to stalk people before they come on, um, we saw on your Twitter um, you have a tweet where you you get into the design of Vance Maximus from Vindicators Three: The Return of World Ender. Um, I don't know, like maybe could you talk us through like the process of designing a character like that and taking it from? I, I know you talked about this before, like getting the radio play um, and, and building off there. So I don't know, could you maybe like in that instance talk about how that came to be, like how you built that character out, and then once again. It's on your Twitter. We'll make sure we give everyone your Twitter by the end and everyone go see that. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I would love yeah. to hear about that if you don't mind talking about it. Yeah, I mean, what a funny name that guy has. Maximus, what a freak. Um, I was going to say, he, we liked everything about it except the the last name of that character. Um, <laughs> it's it's funny. The, what's the start with that? Like, did you get to name the character? Like, how did... No. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. The, the writers have done that a couple times. Um without any of us knowing. And it's just a pleasure to see something like that. Um, actually, the background lead at the time was named Vance. So they just kind of combined me and him. Um, and I, if you saw this season, there's like an anime girl named Kendra. Mm-hmm. And she's the current character lead. And she's awesome. And it looks just like her. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a character like that, they basically, if I remember correctly, they would say, hey, this is sort of like a Boba Fett type character. Um and mixed with Star-Lord, I think, from Guardians of the Galaxy. And we just kind of made a couple like designs based on that. Now, it, it was a little bit different being a character lead than it was character designer, um, which I think a lot of people who have transitioned into management have probably seen themselves. Um, could Because you're like, oh my God, you're so good at this thing. I want to make you the king of it, and you can never do it again. Um, <laughs> so, like... I, I, I did get to draw quite a bit um, on the third season, but 
I had to learn that it was more about encouraging other people. So every character on season three was just a team effort. Every We had five people on it. We need like all hands on deck to design the characters for every episode. Um, so yeah, everybody took a stab at it and they just picked one and, and then we did a turnaround and, and then he dies in 30 seconds. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that but, is um, fun. Oh, yeah. sorry. Go ahead, Ryan. I was going to say that that one episode you brought up, the, the total recall one where with all the parasites, I mean, that's our, the, the, that's the big Mr. Poopy butthole, uh, uh, intro, right? Was that his first yes. appearance? Were yeah. You, so yeah, we, we, we did you work on Mr. Poopy Butthole? And if so, uh, what was your life when the first time you were introduced to this character you're going to be designing? <laughs> I I didn't draw that. The uh, well, Justin drew that. The he was. Oh, okay. I mean, that is a Justin drawing. Like <laughs> that, he just was just like kind of like this with a fucking top hat. Yeah do that and and the and then we have to figure out how to turn that around and make it sort of look like it fits in the world um there's so, so many I mean, ep- there's so many people in that episode at the end by the end when you see the full wide shot of all the characters i mean i bet that was like a character designer's wet dream there it is it is it's it's a lot of fun i mean they were just like the room is filled with people and so to be honest designing a main character is less fun than designing what's called incidental characters so designing incidental characters is just like anyone who might appear in the background. So you really get to be creative during that part. But a main character will have a lot of notes back and forth from the art director and stuff. Well, he needs to look more like this. He needs to look more like this. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's fun. And just to ask, because once again, we, we, we saw the uh, Vance Maximus character from the Vindicators episode. Any world where you're going to be involved in the spinoff series? Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, it's like Harley so. Quinn, dude. Yeah, well, I'm on no, Harley no, Quinn. It's, it's nice. seasonal. I didn't know if there's a, a hiatus and they're going to headhunt him for a few weeks. I don't know how the biz works. Well, I have a question for you, and this is this could be – it's not Rick and Morty specific. It could be about that show, but has there ever been a show you worked on where you designed a character and you just thought, yes, like this is it. This is the character, and then you go down the line and that and it, get, it gets cut or that character gets axed from the episode or something. Oh, yeah, that's a tale as old as time with every character designer on any production. Um, But ultimately, it's for the good of the show. Uh, One of my good friends is named Justin Noel, and he's a character designer on the show. And I remember uh, early on on Rick and Morty, we were asked to design some some Mortys that might be in the Citadel. And he had designed this insane Morty that had... A big his body it was a Morty head and then his body was a cage and there was another Morty inside of it. <laughs> and I was like, this is the most creative, wild David Lynch idea I've ever seen, but it's so distracting. You cannot put that in the background. Uh and 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 take you would take away from the writing at that point. So um I think that there's a lot of shows where uh Character designers want are really creative people, and they want to do like the most crazy idea. But you really have to serve the script. The script is what's key. Um, and and you know, you if you if you have any slight thing, it's it's such a it's chemistry basically. Getting something, getting getting a laugh on a show is chemistry. You know, like there's you, you have to add a tiny drop of this and a little bit of timing and one second too early, and it's not funny. So. If there's any sort of distractions from that, uh, it's it it, it 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 would it would ruin the the uh, it would ruin the the laugh. So. Amen. Um, Ryan, I'll ping pong to you if you have 
a question right now. Well, Max, I know you've you're a mole on the inside. You got uh, somebody knows the definitive answer of is is the Beth we're following a clone, and is uh, uh, are we is this season the origin story of Evil Morty? Uh, Max, spill the beans right now. We got you here. Oh my God, I am not your mole on the inside. I, oh no, I have not worked. I have not worked on the show since season three, um, but. I am a huge fan of it, and I'm waiting just like you guys for the next for the next episode. <laughs> and I'm hoping it's about Evil Morty. Me wow. too. I don't know. Yeah. Everyone who's just listening to this in the video, Max is making a lot of weird hand gestures and and moving his <laughs> eyes in a suggestive way right now. <laughs> yeah, I bl- do not bl- know. blink twice if she's a clone. Blink twice if she's a clone. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Well, so here's the question for you. Then you have worked on a lot of stuff. You're currently working on some really cool stuff as well. Um, what led you then? Because, you know, I think I think a lot of us, right? So myself, Ryan, we, we work in the YouTube space, and we probably think to ourselves, you know, the day that someone lets us work on a show, we're never going on YouTube again. We're, we're, we're <laughs> kissing it goodbye and, and you know, enjoying that. lunches on studio lots. No, not true. I love YouTube. But you're, you're in the right case where you have, have worked on so many amazing television shows, but you are also the proud owner and host of a YouTube channel, so, um, which is called BAM Animation, if I got that right. I know that it's... Correct. Yeah. Um, so, if you don't mind telling us, how did, how did BAM Animation come about? Well, guys, you got to be three steps ahead. And, you know, I work in a studio, but you guys are really... You guys have made it. Like, YouTube, <laughs> the clout. I know, I know it might have not have, like, this crazy amount of money, but, like, the clout of YouTube. More people know YouTube than they do certain shows you know like youtube for the next up and coming generation is going to be massive so um and it already is i mean i spend more time watching youtube than i do netflix hulu hbo um you know and luckily as an animator we get to draw all day so we can just put on podcasts we can just put on wisecrack which i recommend anybody it's a great drawing oh <laughs> yeah it's something we, to put on while you're drawing it's Saints, great guys. we did not this is no under the table <laughs> deal that was genuine and we appreciate it <laughs> yeah um but yes my youtube channel uh you you dear viewer watching at home can send artwork to me and my friend Brent Knoll, who uh, is currently the prop lead on Rick and Morty. Oh, cool. And we will redraw your art, and we may even animate it. And we will give you Whoa. a little bit of educational stuff about uh, animation, because our YouTube channel is kind of like the Bob Ross for a more digital artist. Uh, we really just want to encourage people to make their own stuff, because, you know, any Hollywood production is still a production line. You're still a small uh, part of a bigger thing. But when you make something and put it on YouTube, it's just for you. And you get to experience every part of it. And it's really, really, really rewarding. So Hell if you yeah. guys would like your art redrawn, uh, come to BAM Animation and check out the channel. Wow. That's, that's an awesome idea, honestly. Wow. Like, uh, I, and, I li- and I like the mission that you just described. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. Do you have any like favorite or weirdest thing you've ever redrawn or, or thing you've been submitted that you were the most surprised by? I mean, our first episode was real strange. Well, okay, this is the internet, baby. I mean, if you guys want to see Sonic the Hedgehog porn, I got a whole folder oh, yes, full of submitted artwork. <laughs> uh, and it, that's just the that's just the tip of the iceberg. So uh, no pun intended. Yeah, we, we have. I think that's probably the funnest thing, and it's just for me and my partner. Just all the artwork that gets submitted to us. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, the very first episode we did, we redrew 
the Kennedy assassination, but everyone in it was frogs. It was really <laughs> strange. All right. I want yeah. to see that immediately. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, some of our better episodes are ones where we teach about clean line art and we teach about what character design is. Um, so check them out. No, for sure. And I, I truly think we, we have a lot of people in our audience that do make stuff and want to make stuff and are inspired by this type of work. So definitely check that out if you can, if you want to learn stuff. Putting it out there for free, that's way cheaper than, than going to an expensive college. Yes. And we don't even have sponsors. So, um, oh, my yeah. God, the dream. But it's it's really just for fun, you know. <laughs> Talking about the nuts and bolts of how modern st- shows like this are animated, because I'm still a little ignorant on it. Like, you know, I, I know South Park, for instance. Yeah, they 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 write and animate the whole fucking show in six days. This is the this is the notorious legend. And then, but I know that these shows take significantly longer, and I what and and it's kind of you're shipping a lot of the animation overseas and stuff. And it's like I never got why that the disconnect there or like, 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 is there ever going to be a day? Are there literally people, I know you said that it's not using the Disney, you know, uh, one page at a time thing, but, but are people literally drawing Rick and Morty frame by frame still, or is it a computer and stuff? And, and why can't most shows get like on the South park schedule? Is it just cause that show is so cheaply and, uh, lo-fi to animate? I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, take a look at that show. It's, uh, it's really simple style. You know, you're not gonna be able uh-huh. to make anime in six days. Uh, so they're, they're able to do that. Oh, and it. it's still a nightmare. It's still a nightmare, you know, as, as lo-fi as that is. Um, but any production, it does use a lot of overseas animator. It's kind of like, it's kind of like a pyramid um, at the top for the amount of people that are needed. So at the top would be, you know, writers, like you don't need that many writers to write a show. And then, more people are needed for design. So props, which is like anything the character holds, any vehicle they drive is a prop. Backgrounds, they have to draw every background. Uh, character design. And then color, which is really underappreciated, but like one of the best things is like when you see your line art go into color. Um, so that's a chunk of people. And then you're going to need even more people to basically do what's called storyboarding, which is roughly draw the episode out like a framework for the animators with lots of poses, you know, like everything. It's just basically just a rough cut of the animated thing drawn in sort of a messy style, black and white. And the um, animatic. Sort and of the thing. animatic is what you make at the end. Um, oh, and you need okay. a big chunk of people to do that. And those people work the hardest. Like storyboard artists are the unsung heroes of animation. And then at the very bottom is actual animators, people who are moving frame by frame and trying to get the motion right of someone's arm. Um, and that's why a lot of that is done overseas um, or in the case of many productions, actually not overseas, just above us in Canada um, because they're in the same uh, they're in the same time zone as us. Um, and they speak English. So, uh, yeah, a lot of stuff is done in Canada now. Um, the actual compositing, where they take all the elements that I just spoke of that are usually made in L.A., including the animatic and the storyboard, and they send that over there, and they say, now, you know, composite this all together, move all these characters around, add little blinking lights, uh, uh, do your... You, I was saying earlier that we would use puppets, but they do have to draw a lot of like special poses. Like if Morty's hand is in the front or if there's an odd angle looking up or down at them, they have to draw quite a bit. Wow. Can wow. I actually, like, so I know this is probably a question that there's not a fixed answer to, but in general, vague as possible, um, you know, the head of the animation team gets a script. 
how long are we talking before we're getting a full episode? It's well, it depends on the production. Um, yeah. Again, like the style and stuff. Uh, let's say Rick and Morty. Yeah, let's say. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, a show, something that's that big might take six months to make an episode, but they overlap all the stuff. So it takes, you know, it, they, wow. they'll all come together in like 10 months. They'll get multiple teams going on it. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. It's a lot. I mean, animation isn't cheap. And, and yeah, it's, it's just extremely hard. And it's weird because we've been doing it since the 30s. So you'd expect people to figure it out by now. But it's extremely laborious process. You'd be surprised how much like scotch tape and glue is used to make something. Like it's a, it's, it's, it's very pieced together. You just have to think like, Oh, when, when like someone's hand moves into frame, you know, it's going to be closer. So the lines need to be the same, like width as the lines in the background, they can't be thicker or they can be thicker. And that's like a stylistic choice. And there's just a lot of tiny little things that you're trying to figure out constantly. My main takeaway thus far is that, that animating, it sounds so hard. Uh, it's <laughs> such a hard process. So kids, if you have dreams, just be a be an actor. That's so much easier. <laughs> no, most of them aren't very good. You just like have to memorize a few sentences at a time. Michael Burns. It's you know <laughs> what? Get, dreams. Get Brad Pitt on here, and I'll tell him to his face. Um, so I have a question for you. I know we gotta gotta wrap up soon, but Max, I'm wondering, um, as someone who who makes really cool stuff, what are some things you've been watching, or even like listening to, or reading recently, or playing that are things that get you excited, that that make you want to make cool shit, that kind of I don't know, inspire you to do stuff? Yeah, this is a great question. Wow, thanks for asking. Um, I mean, I have been a fan of the comic book Invincible since I was 11 years old. And I'm sure you guys who are out there, some of your audience has probably seen the show and they really, really killed it on it. And if you want to see incredible drawings, incredible writing, incredible story, read Invincible. It's so good. Robert Kirkman is like the genius of our time. Um, and... You know, I went to the Getty yesterday, which is a museum here in L.A., and to be honest, that was pretty inspiring um, because there's people trying to figure out how a human face looks in the 14th century and put it on paper and, and draw it, and you get to look right at it, and, and it's just super inspiring to see that, and you can see that they also have trouble drawing hands, which I struggle with all the time, so... <laughs> that's amazing but i think that's such yeah. good advice too for anyone who's working on stuff whether you want to design games or work in animation or write funny things stuff like going to museums or, or doing things that are outside the medium you work in are really important but once again we were asking you for advice not me what do i know um ryan before we wrap up do you get any any final questions for our new hero max you tell uh talking about that and uh you know the inspiration question have you guys seen painting with john yet Yes, the John Lurie show. Yeah, the John Lurie show. Yeah, it's. I've heard it's good. Yeah, it's. uh, uh, He's got did fishing with John, uh, who's also in a bunch of Jim Jim Jarmusch movies. If uh, y'all should go check it out. To me, it was inspiring because it's very another lo-fi effort, but like something I feel like I could make myself. Just you know, it's it's like he's trying to do his own Bob Ross kind of thing, just filming himself in his house. But to me, I don't know. It was really fun. That's all I had. I didn't have no. I, I love that series, and I think if, if people are listening to this and they're still like, "Who the hell is that?" He's also been. He was in a couple Anthony Bourdain episodes because they were buds. Oh yeah, you're right. Um, yeah. And he popped up in the recent Bourdain documentary with some fun snark at the beginning. So that's awesome. Art art is really hard to make, like you guys were saying. But uh, 
you just have to get used to being a machine that makes bad art. Uh, yeah. just, just, just finish things that, that, that's the key. Just finish terrible, terrible stuff. Look at your, what you've finished and go, ugh. but after you finish, like, let's say one thing a month for 12 months, you'll have a body of work to look at and you'll be able to say, Hey, I'm actually pretty strong at doing this and I need to improve in this. So finishing things is the skill that, that you can work out. It's a muscle. And uh, I recommend that anybody who wants to make anything just work on the muscle of completion. Wow, you're the best guest ever because you answered a question that we haven't asked yet, which I was so, which I was going to ask. Which is like, what's a piece of advice you'd you know give to a creative person? I feel like there it is. Um, yeah, th that's amazing. So before you go, then um, you know everyone's now rewinding to listen to that advice again because it was so good. They're writing it down. Someone's adding it to your Wikipedia page. Um, but we know where where we can watch your work. People can check out seasons two and three of Rick and Morty. They can watch Harley Quinn right now. Um, which once again is good. I'm not the biggest DC guy and I really like that show. Um, but where else can they find you and your work on the internet or in public places, grocery stores, wherever you want to tell them to go? Yes. Uh, you guys can follow me on Instagram at Maximus quack, um, quack like a duck makes. And, uh, I just want to throw one more thing on that list, which is a show that I just wrapped up on called 10, 10 year old Tom. Um, it will be on, on HBO this September, and it the showrunner is a guy who had a cult following on an, with an HBO show called Life and Times of Tim, and I am so excited for this show. It is I haven't been this excited for a show like since Rick and Morty. So when Ten Year Old Tom drops on on HBO in September, you guys should definitely check it out. And thank you for letting me plug on your beautiful platform. <laughs> Oh my god! Of course, it's I used pleasure. to love Live in Times of Tim, so I didn't know yeah. that that dude was still making stuff. That's awesome. Yes. Um, and then, how about if people want to find your YouTube channel where they can both be entertained, inspired, and educated? Where do they do that? Yes, you go to YouTube.com and you ch you type in Bam Animation. You can also just type in Character Design, and we're like the fourth video, or oh, Clean Line Art, and I think we're the first baby. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, and go go subscribe to that. There's no reason you shouldn't. If you're listening to this, you got a YouTube account. You subscribe to things. Go subscribe to that channel. Yes. Um, awesome. Well, truly, Max, thank you so much for being here. This is awesome for us yeah. to get to chat to someone who's worked on a bunch of the shows we like so much and learn more about what you do. And we appreciate you just sharing that with us. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Awesome. Well, thanks again for being here. Um, we will be back, I think, in a couple weeks when the show picks up again. So. Check back with the Squanch soon. We'll be here for you, we promise. But we hope you're enjoying these amazing interviews done in the meantime. So for Max, I'm Michael. This is the show. Ryan, any final words or thoughts? Yeah, what will have a from Hollywood, California. This has been the Squanch.